If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I wanna make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pulled back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3X increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from 8,000 per month, for example, to 20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Double Your Sales Now, your resources to selling strategies, tips, and best practices to take your performance to the next level. There's no reason you can't double your sales. So let's get to it with your sales coach, Ursula Menches. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Double Your Sales Now, where you learn all the tips, mindset shifts, tools, and strategies to two times your sales in any niche. I'm your host, Ursula Menches, and I can't wait to dive into today's show. As you can see, or you'll be able to hear, I'm doing this this show solo today, and I'm really excited about it because we've gotten this request multiple times to have me share more information, more education, more training, more tips for you to get your business to the next level. So we're going to do that today. And I just want to remind you that we are here to support you. We appreciate hearing from you. We have listeners all over the world now. So if there's anything we can do for you or a specific topic that you'd like me to talk about, email us at contact at salescoachnow.com. And that email will make it to me. So I'd love, love, love to hear from you. Or if you have any sales related questions, uh, please send those in as well. If you haven't gone there yet, please go to salescoachnow.com forward slash gift. I have a cool free gift for you there. Six secrets to doubling your sales. It's a PDF. You can download it, keep it in front of you. And if you're having a tough day, just read through it and it'll get you back on track. Also, I'd love to partner with you on your next event. If you have a sales conference or a private sales training coming up, I would love to support you with that. And you can reach out through the UrsulaMenches.com website. So that's U-R-S-U-L-A-M-E-N-T-J-E-S.com. And you can see all of the um, keynotes and seminars that we have offered. And there's also a contact page so you can put in all the information about the event that you have coming up and that will make it to my team so we can see how we can help you out. Also, because you are a very valued podcast listener, you can receive a super special price to attend sales camp. And we offer public sales camps, which are open to everybody in San Diego and in the Minneapolis area. We offer 10 a year. So we'd love to see you out at one of those. And all you have to do to get that special podcast price is to email us at contact at salescoachnow.com and my team will get back to you and let you know how to do that. So for those of you who might be new to the show, I want to say welcome. I'm glad you're here and I'm excited to get to know you and connect with you. For those of you who've been listeners for a while, if you haven't left a review on iTunes yet, please, please go in and leave that review. 
We would love to uh, connect with you uh, there and hear what you think about the show. And also, please let other people know about the show if you like it, because we want to inspire them as well. I'm going to talk about how to scale your business by releasing your limiting beliefs. Doesn't that sound good? So really, how to grow your business by letting go of those limiting beliefs that have been getting in your way. And I'm going to talk about the top three limiting beliefs that we see the most with our clients and the people we're connected with and how those beliefs are getting in their way and how you can shift them, right? How you can make those shifts right in the moment or right as you're listening today. Some of you, you know, just a little bit about my background, you might not know this, but I am an NLP certified coach. NLP is Neuro Linguistic Programming, and I'm trained to shift beliefs. And the truth is that once you shift a belief, and let go of it, release it, and take on a new belief, what happens is you start to become aware of the opportunities that are already around you. And that that's what's really powerful. And if you've been listening to the show for a while, you've heard some of my guests who have been to our sales camp events or who are in our coaching programs, you've probably heard them talk about that experience of, I let go of this belief, and all of a sudden I saw this opportunity. Well, the truth is the opportunity was probably always there, but when you're in a state of having limiting beliefs or you're stuck, you can't even see the cool opportunities that that are all around you. And so I like to think of shifting limiting beliefs as just, you know, pulling off those layers so you can see what might be right there right now. So I invite you to take out a piece of paper and a pen. If you're listening in the car or on the treadmill, don't do that. Um, you can do take the notes later or work through it later. But I would encourage you to write some things down so that you can you can get the most from this this work that we're going to do together today. My background, for those of you who don't know a little bit more, I uh, just want to share a little bit more about it. I I'm a farm girl actually from the Midwest. I'm from Minnesota. Grew up on the farm. And I'm definitely what you would call an accidental sales person. This was not my intended career by any means. I wanted to go to law school, but I needed money to pay for it. And a great mentor of mine said, why don't you get a job in outside sales? Because once you learn how to sell, you can do anything. And that's that's actually what he said to me. And, you know, it's been never a truer statement, I don't think, because after learning how to sell, uh, especially cold calling and selling, like that's a, an entirely different world, Right. But after I learned how to cold call and sell, I did feel like I could do just about anything. And so certainly starting my own business was easier because I, I knew how to sell. And I actually launched you know, at my first coaching business back in 2004. And what I found along the way is that everyone was asking me for sales advice and sales coaching. So eventually the company morphed into sales coach now in 2009. My backstory after I became a sales professional is that I got really good at selling. And when I say I'm an accidental salesperson, I mean it, I'm the least likely person, but I was good at studying. I read every book I could on sales and selling from Brian Tracy's The Psychology of Selling, which is still one of my favorites to Jeffrey Gittimer's The Sales Bible. Anything by Tom Hopkins was fun to read. Zig Ziglar to stay motivated. And then I found a book by the now uh, late Dr. Wayne Dyer called The Power of Intention. And that that book was life-changing for me. And so I took that idea of being intentional and I brought it into the world of selling. And it changed everything because when you're intentional in the sales process, meaning for me, that means to choose the result I want ahead of time. That means being clear in my sales goals. It means being clear in how many appointments I need. It means being clear when I meet with my top 20% that I know when I arrive, I can solve their problem and I want to help them do that. 
And so it's being clear on that end result ahead of time. So when you sell with intention, uh, it does start to shift your results. And I also want you to know that that comes from a place of total integrity. And that's why I say your top 20%. I want you to be selling to those prospects who you can truly help, not just anybody, but those that you can really impact, whether they're small business owner or they're an individual. So that's just a little bit about that, that piece of why I do what I do. My sales career, you know, I started in outside sales and I was with the same, the same company. Uh, in other words, that was my, my main employer for seven years. Within five years of being with the company, though, I was promoted from outside sales to uh, regional management to uh, executive management and eventually president of the company at just 27 years old. It was a $20 million company at the time. And it, it was just a, a phenomenal opportunity to learn the fundamentals of business, to learn how to sell, to know, learn how to scale a business. And, and that's what I want to bring to you today is that it is, you know, I've seen, I've personally grown multi-million dollar branches, multi-million dollar companies. And it's, it is a journey. There are steps involved, but there's also a lot of limiting beliefs for business owners, especially small business owners about what's possible for them. And so if you've, if, if you can relate to that, then I think you'll really appreciate what I'm going to share with you today. And hopefully we can really push through some of those limiting beliefs for you. So I'm going to share the top three limiting beliefs that I tend to see in this space when people are stuck when it comes to growing their business. The first one I want to talk about is the belief that you think you have to be a super polished sales professional before you can grow and scale your business to the next level, or you have to be so sophisticated when it comes to selling. And let's just blow that belief out of the water because that's just, that's a lie. It's such a lie. The truth is selling is a skill. And it's a skill that anyone can learn. What's unfortunate, I think, is that we aren't taught how to sell, right? Like you don't have a sales class, at least I didn't, in elementary school, in middle school, in high school, in college. And you can actually get an MBA and never have an actual course in selling. There's a lot of classes in selling and marketing and they kind of mix them together. But we all know that selling and marketing are very different things. Marketing is bringing people through your door with the opportunity to connect with them, the opportunity to sell to them. Selling is actually having the conversation with somebody so that you can either help them, you know, solve their problem and help them say yes, so that you can move them forward, help them come to the conclusion that no, it's not a good fit. And that's okay, too, or get a next step on the calendar. To me, that's what selling is. You either get a clear yes, great, I can help you a clear no, it's not a fit or a next step, you know, we need to think about it more, I need to talk to somebody or whatever that might be. I mean, that's the sales process. And yes, I'm simplifying it, but I, I want you to understand that it's a skill set you develop. It's a process that you take someone through. And we have a lot of negative beliefs in our society about what selling is and, you know, that selling is bad or it's, it's um, you know, salespeople are greedy or all they want is your money. Like we have a lot of limiting beliefs out there about that. So that also hinders how many times we follow up and how many times we connect. What I want you to get is that selling is a skill and it's a skill that you can learn. When you show up to a prospect meeting ready to serve, when you show up to a prospect meeting to solve someone's problem, when you show up to a prospect meeting and you really listen, that's selling. I was doing a, a private sales training for a company recently and I was talking about this concept and the idea that 
you don't have to be talking all the time. Really, not only do you not have to be talking all the time during a sales conversation, but you should not be talking all the time during a sales conversation. If you're doing most of the talking in a sales conversation, something is off, something is wrong. And what I mean by that is selling is more about listening than it is about talking. So when you feel like, oh, I have to be so sophisticated in this conversation, no, you have to be a great listener. In fact, when I work with clients, that's one of the things we establish early on with them is what are the power questions that you can ask your prospect to help coach them through this process? In other words, what are the, the key power questions? I'm laughing because this is a place where, where we can make it so complicated and so hard. And I don't want it to be, I want it to be easy. Like what are a few questions that you could ask? Open-ended questions so that someone could determine whether or not your product or service could help them. So as an example, in, in, my own, in my own company, if I were meeting with a prospect to talk to them about sales training for their sales team, because I legitimately want to help them, I would ask, what are the top three sales challenges that you have right now? And it does make sense to start with pain related questions first, because then you can understand what's challenging for them. But asking that one question and putting in the number three so they can give you three specific examples of the challenges they're experiencing right now is incredibly powerful because it will open up the pain that you're having so that you can see whether or not you can help them. And here's the other thing. We live in a society in a time when everyone's on a device, right? And so we're constantly distracted. And when we finally sit down with a prospect and we ask them an open-ended question and we just listen and really listen and maybe ask some additional questions to learn more, that person is going to feel so valued because they probably haven't been listened to in a long time. And so don't underestimate the power of listening. And I want you to let go of the idea that you have to talk all the time. No, I want you to be a great listener. And I'm also trained as a marriage and family therapist. A lot of people don't know this. So I've, I've really, I really got to dig into the power of listening and being an active listener. And as a coach today, I definitely, um, I use that skill set a lot, right? I'm constantly listening to my clients, but I pass it on because in the sales process, it is also one of the most powerful things that you can do is just to be a really, really good listener and create that space for someone to share with you. After you ask a pain-related question or a couple pain-related questions of where they're stuck and what's not working, you can ask them a goal-related question. And a goal-related question in my own business with a sales team might be something like, you know, if you could wave a magic wand and have three powerful outcomes from the sales training that we're talking about, what would those outcomes be? And then I can learn more about, you know, what is, where does the prospect want to go with their sales training? What would three great results be? Because that tells me a lot about the challenges that they're having and then where they would like to go. So again, I just want to summarize this, this first limiting belief that in order to scale your business, you have to be super sophisticated in the sales arena. You don't. Hopefully you've blown that away. I want you to work on becoming the best listener you can, becoming really good at asking open-ended questions so that you can help your prospect determine whether or not you can help them, right? We're going to get more no's than yeses. That's just the nature of being in business. And the sooner you're okay with that, and the more you start to come from that place of serving your prospect who's in front of you to help them figure this out, the faster you'll get to the next level in your sales. The second limiting belief about scaling your business is that you think you can't afford to. You think you can't afford it. 
so many times with our clients, this is one of those limiting beliefs that creeps in as soon as they hit like that, what they think is kind of their next level. And then they start to bounce off of it and they can't, they can't seem to push past it. And it's often because they need to grow. Businesses want to grow. They need to grow their entities. They're always moving forward or they're dying. Right. And so they, they hit the ceiling and then it's time to invest in the business or it's time to hire someone and they feel like they just can't afford it. Here's what's not true about that. Most people think that they have to have this huge team right away. And so when they're thinking about growing their team, it's like they're thinking that they, they're they going to have to hire all these people tomorrow or that they have to hire W-2 employees, people that they're going to be on the payroll. And that's not true either. A lot of times we need part-time people to grow the business or part-time uh, even contractors who just handle specific parts of your business to move you forward. My first hire when I launched my own sales training and coaching business was a virtual assistant. You've probably heard that term many times now in your own business life and professional life and wonder, do I need a virtual assistant? Who do I need? Some people need a virtual assistant who's just part-time in their business and also works on other people's business. And they're more of a contracted company, right? Or they're a corporation as well. And they're, and you're working with someone on their team. Or you you might need um, you might need someone who's more full time in your business. Maybe you know you do need an executive assistant and you need them full time, and that's your next hire. But you're not going to hire everybody at the same time. So I want you to think about a stair step approach to hiring. The best way to think about this is to write a list of all the things that you want to get off your plate. <laughs> and for some of you, you're probably thinking everything. You don't want to get everything off your plate. I guarantee it. I guarantee you that there are things in your business that you love to do, that you should be doing, that you're really good at. And then there are other things in your business that you're not very good at. You should be doing them. And someone else who's much more talented, much you know, better at them than you are, should be doing them. So in my business, my own business, I'll give you an example. I love doing this. I love doing podcasts. I love um, interviewing people. I love being interviewed on other people's podcasts. I enjoy training and speaking and writing, not all writing. I do have some support in certain areas of my business when it comes to writing, but those, you know, those are pretty much the key areas that I stay with and coaching. If I didn't say coaching, I love coaching outside of that and answering some emails that are coming to me and not my team. That's, that's all I should be doing. I am not. So we use Infusionsoft as one as our CRM. I'm not good at Infusionsoft. And if I went in there I would certainly mess it up, right? So I have a team that's really good at Infusionsoft and I have uh, my team helps me on the marketing side, putting Facebook ads or Google ads up. I have my team, team of different team members who work with me on social media. So I think of it as silos of expertise that I don't have that I contract out or that someone on my team is helping me with. I also have team members who assist on the coaching side because I can't do all the coaching anymore. So think about, you know, those those things that you're not good at or that you're kind of maxed out on that someone else could take over. And again, I want you to remember that it's not it it's not all going to happen tomorrow. Start small and then grow from there. One of the things that I I, I once heard and it's really stuck with me because, uh, you know, as a woman business owner, I've been in the space and you know we coach both men and women. What I'll tell you ladies is that what I notice for women business owners is that you hire last. And someone once said to me that women business owners often are the team and male business owners 
hire the team. So guys start a business and they, they think, who do I need in my team to support me so I can scale? Women, we start the business and we just, we are the business. We're trying to do everything. And then we kind of hire later, but almost too much later because we're starting to get burnt out in the business. So don't let that be you. If that is you right now, it's okay. I just want you to notice that and, and really pay attention to who do I need to hire next to take my business to the level that I want to scale it to, because there's, there is a next level. There is that prosperity really that's waiting for you. And there's key people who want to help you get there. The third limiting belief is that you, you believe that you're going to be too busy. So if I scale the business, I'm not going to have time for anything else or anyone else. And I get that. I understand that limiting belief. I think we've all been there at some point, but we also know that the flip side is potentially true, right? So you can't, you can't grow the business alone and you can't be a lone ranger forever. The opportunity to get to the next level happens when you have time to work on your business versus in your business. But if you stay busy, 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 there will never be time. So here's part of part of the shift in this is really to look at time management. And this is one of the things we work with our entrepreneurs on all the time. Even as they start to get people on their team, we'll hear from them, I'm too busy, I'm too busy, I'm too busy. Well, that can become a, a very self-defeating, <laughs> just constant um, statement that keeps you in the same sort of frenzied state of I'm too busy, I'm too busy. And believe me, I've been guilty of this as well. And I have when I catch myself saying that, I have to stop and say, all right. Am I too busy or am I just feeling overwhelmed in this moment? Because the truth is this moment is going to pass. Today is going to pass. Tomorrow is going to pass, right? Times, we can't stop it. It's going to keep going. And we have to time block our priorities in order to focus on what, what's most important, how to move the business forward. And it goes again, yes, it goes back to team of who's on your team, who can you delegate to so that you can be the most effective in your time management. I will tell you, and I'll show you, I, I definitely believe that um, one simple tool helps me manage my time. And one of these days, I'm going to reach out to Staples or Arc, the company that makes these. This one little tool, I like to think of as my brain, okay? And I write all my to-dos in this little, um, I guess you'd call it a, a little, it's not a daytime, or a lot of people want to call it, but there's no calendar in here. It's just a planner, okay? And it literally, one page has my to-do list for that day. And then I have another to-do list that has projects on it, which the projects get moved to our project management system with my team. But I have to separate out because I'll get overwhelmed. So every day though, I go in here and I look at my to-do list. And my question is, you know, which one of these things do I need to get done today? Or how many of these can I get done today that will move my business forward? Or is this something that I need to delegate to somebody else to do that I shouldn't be doing? It shouldn't be on my list. So it keeps me organized. A good friend of mine once said that just by writing things down, your productivity will go up by 25%. And uh, my friend, Janae Dana, took me a second. Uh, she's phenomenal when it comes to time management. And I've always remembered that. And I think your time management can even go up more than that simply by using a planner. It's here. Like you're carrying all that information around. And that's, I think that causes stress. It causes frustration. You can't move things forward. And so you you're not too busy you just need to get it out of your head now this the next piece of this is when i look at my to-do list i think about time blocking because nothing happens until it goes on my calendar so i move it from my list to my calendar when can i get this done when can i schedule this in and that small habit 
has helped move all of my business forward and all of our projects forward. Now, I'll give you another example. For those of you who are authors or thinking about becoming an author, books don't write themselves for the most part. I mean, maybe you can hire a ghostwriter. If you're going to write a book, you know that you have to manage your time. And I've heard from like serious authors who write during the night, which I can't do, um, or they get up early every morning, which doesn't always work with my schedule, having a six-year-old. So I've had to get really creative about you know when I write. For me, Friday mornings are just a great writing time, and I set a pretty big goal for a two-hour time block of writing. That works for me. What works for you, right? You got to think about like what like what do you need to add to your schedule that will move your book forward or your business forward or your sales forward. At Sales Camp, we talk about how important it is to have just 30 minutes of calling time because 30 minutes of calling time can completely transform your business. There's, you know, this is getting a little bit outside of this, but part of the whole I'm too busy, a lot of times we hear I'm too busy to make sales calls, right? And what we show at our two-day sales camp is that in just 30 minutes of sales calling, one of our clients scheduled 11 warm appointments. Another one scheduled five cold call appointments, five cold call appointments. Both of those, those calling periods where they scheduled those appointments turned into thousands of dollars worth of business. And so figuring out how much time you need to sell is really important, but a big clue, you probably need a lot less time than you think. So it's just really about being very focused and very clear on your calendar and your time blocking to move your business forward. And I just want to talk really quickly about your intentional schedule. It's one of the things that it's one of the chapters in my book, Selling with Intention. And I talk about reverse engineering your week. And so that would be thinking about, you know, how many, how much calling time do I need? How much follow-up time? How many, how much time do I need for appointments? In my own business, I have a very clear schedule when it comes to uh, the admin time that I'm in my office. So for example, Mondays are admin and sales time. Tuesdays and Thursdays are coaching time. So coaching time with my clients and then additional phone calls if I need to make them. Wednesdays are our podcasting days for interviews, re you know, recording our own shows as well as hopefully being on other people's shows. And then Friday mornings, as I shared, that's my writing day, but it's also catching up on other projects that I didn't complete. But I also like to leave early on Fridays if I can. So, you know, I have a very intentional schedule and you can create the same. And the best way to do it is to work backwards from the end time each day and then include the amount of time that you need to work. Most of us are trained from corporate America to sit at our desks for eight hours, right? And just sit there and kind of push through the work, but not really move it forward. And I want to encourage you to think, no, like take more breaks, take more time away take more time to do the things that inspire you because that will move your business forward as well. So you got to find the balance of the doing and, you know, really the being, the being so that you can bring that inspiration back and get more ideas. I'll be honest. I love to go to the spa. When I'm at the spa, I get incredible ideas. Like the last time I was there, I just had this huge breakthrough idea that's going to take my business to another level. And if I hadn't taken that time out, what felt like time off, I wouldn't have come up with this great, this great breakthrough idea. So scheduling that time off is really important, especially when you feel like you're always saying, I'm too busy, I'm too busy. So I just want to recap this again about, you know, we talked today about how to scale your business by releasing those limiting beliefs. And the three limiting beliefs we talked about, number one, you think you have to be a polished sales professional. You don't. You just need to be a great listener, right? And you need to move them to a yes, a no, or a next step. Second, you can't afford to scale your business. 
That's not true. You can't afford not to. If you want to get to the next level, you do have to invest in the business. You do have to invest in team. And third, you think you're too busy. You're always going to be busy. There's no there's no stop on a business. A business is either moving forward or it's dying. So you, what you want to do instead is figure out what's most important for you to be on, focusing on to move the business forward, right? So keep that to-do list. Figure out what you can delegate again. And then really block out your calendar to make sure you're making time for those things that are most important. If you haven't gotten a copy of The Belief Zone yet, it's available on Amazon. And that's probably the easiest and best way to get it. But it's it's a great, it's just a fun little book to read through to help you bust through any more limiting beliefs that you might have. Go to salescoachnow.com forward slash gift. Get our free gift there and make this your most epic month yet. Thank you for listening to Double Your Sales Now. To get even more information to take your sales to the next level, visit us at salescoachnow.com. That's salescoachnow.com. Join us again next week to learn how to double your sales now. Oh, 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 oh